Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through simple, digestible lessons on legal, tax, money, and business topics. My name is Braden Drake. I'm an entrepreneur, lawyer, tax professional, educator, and author teaching you the behind the scenes necessities you can pair with your own expertise and innate strengths to step into the CEO role and grow the business of your dreams. So if you're ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I am joined by my student, my friend, Chassie Bell of Chassie Bell Creative. Did I get your business name right? Chassie Bell Design. Ch- Chassie Bell Design. Okay. Is Chassie Bell Creative? No, that's like not, that's not your LLC name? My LLC name is Bell Creative. Okay. So I'm just like merging the two. All right. Well, this is like a good kickoff to the call. As always, I don't have my shit together. That's okay. To the call. We're on a podcast. See, total mess. Well, (laughs) Chassie, let's hit reset. And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your business and kind of when and how you got started? Yeah. So um, my business is Chassie Bell Design. My name is Chassie Bell. I do branding and web design for women entrepreneurs. And I specifically work with women who are doing Um, holistic, conscious health work, um, you know, nutritionists, doulas, uh, forward thinkers, women who are just making changes, uh, big changes in the world. So that is what I do. I have been doing design work uh, in some capacity for over 20 years now. And in this reiteration of my business, I've been here for about six years and I love it. Awesome. Okay. So you've been kind of like in this niche for six years. In this niche for six years. Yeah. And yes. Nice. Doing web design. Okay, fun. Well, let's talk about, so you are going to be the first one of these student interviews that are released. If anyone is, is listening to this and they're like, what the fuck are you doing, Brayden? So basically I'm interviewing some of my student graduates of my signature program, Unfuck Your Biz, because the program will be opening in just a few weeks. So we're going to try not to make this whole thing a sales pitch. It's going to be more of Chassie's story, but I want you all to learn more about the program. So hopefully it will spark your interest. If not, that's totally fine. You're still going to learn a lot along the way. And if you end up loving these student interviews, I did about six of them back in the springtime before Chassie joined my program. Chassie, did you ever listen to any of those? I don't know if you ever like really listened to the podcast. I did listen to the podcast. I don't know if I remember the student interviews. I primarily listen, primarily listen to the, like all the shorties that you used to do. So, you know. <laughs> oh, we still, we still do those every Tuesday and it's okay. You don't, you do not have to be an avid listener because now that you've been a student, you don't, you don't really need to listen to those episodes. You have mm-hmm. the course, which is obviously more in depth. Okay, so let's kind of let's kind of circle back. So we'll start about six years ago. You got into this niche, right? And you got started. Did you have um, an LLC? And if so, when did you form that? Yes, I did have an LLC, and I was trying to like be a great business owner and get my shit legit early on. And so I went to LegalZoom, and I ordered their LLC package and a DBA package and whatever else they upsold me. And I spent quite a bit of money and, uh, you know, set up my LLC that way. And it was really easy, um, but I didn't really know what I was looking at. And that's kind of what 
I was just like, okay, well, this is just what you need to do. They make it easy. I see the commercials. I'm going to pay for this. And then I'm going to be protected. Uh, I just knew I needed an LLC to protect my business and to protect myself from my personal assets. That's as much as I really knew about an LLC at the time. Do you have any idea? Like, do you remember at all how much it costs you to do that through legal? Yes. Zone? I believe the first initial go around was uh, close to $500. And then I paid yearly, um, probably, I think I paid almost $400 a year to just kind of <laughs> keep it going. And so um, they, it was specifically for the registered agent stuff. And so what I realized, what I didn't realize, what I hoped I was paying for is that um, the notifications, right? That they, you know, I would periodically say, okay, it's time for you to re review and sign a document or, you know, and I never knew what I was reviewing or what I was assigning, but I just trusted that since I was paying this money to LegalZoom that I was getting notifications of when things were due and what I needed to pay and so that I was taken care of. And so I just, you know, put in my credit card, hit pay, and then forget, forgot it, you know, filed everything away in a pretty little file folder. And yeah, $400 a year is a lot for registered because generally registered agent services. Did you end up changing your registered agent yep. in the mm -hmm. course? And yes, what's your new registered agent cost you? Um, I believe I paid $150 for five years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Most of the ones I find are $50 a year. So you probably got even just like a price break from that for signing up for five full years. So that's awesome. I still, I honestly, I don't know. LegalZoom charges, I think their registered agent fee is $300 a year. You may have been paying an extra hundred for something else, but I still don't even know what the value proposition is. I actually asked them on a phone call and they like couldn't really tell me. So I try not to totally shit on them because they might be doing something. We're just all unaware of what that something is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you, you, when you went through them, so this is really interesting. I, I like this conversation because people ask me about legal zoom all the time. So when you went and set up through them, you said you did the LLC package and you also did a DBA package. Why did you feel like, did you know that you needed to do both? Did someone tell you that you needed to do both? Was it legal zoom that told you? Yeah. So, um, well, at the time I was doing, I had a little like, uh, I don't know, midlife crisis, I guess. I had a little break in my design work where I did nutrition stuff. So it was almost a little bit like as a backup to my business, I've been doing design work for, like I said, over 20 years, but I got burnt out and I hated what I was doing and I didn't enjoy the work I was doing. And I went, oh, I'm going to go be a nutritionist because I really loved food and blah, blah, blah. So I actually set up the LLC for that specific business. And then I did the DBA for my design work because I was doing both. Um, and I, so I wanted, instead of having to do a whole other LLC, I just kind of put it under there. And then really like less than a year after I formed that LLC, I was primarily well, a hundred percent of my work was coming from design work. So I just was like, okay, well, I'll just keep, I'll just keep at it until I need to change it. Until I need okay. to sign up for your course. <laughs> Interesting. So I actually, right before this, I interviewed Jay Scott. So Chassie and Jay Scott know each other. They're both in my alumni program. So we have weekly calls and Jay Scott formed three LLCs. So we talked, I talked a lot with Jay Scott about how that 
really be talking more about how it works running multiple businesses. So everyone, Chassis episode is going to release before J. Scott. So just stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for all of that information. Okay. So you were doing the nutrition stuff. It sounds like you kind of phased out of that fairly quickly and got back in the design. That's probably when and why you started your niche, right? Because you kind of had your toes into that world already. Yeah. And at what point did you realize like, oh, I need some additional help? Like, did did you realize the stuff you did on LegalZoom was fine? You just needed to fill in some gaps or were there some mistakes that were made? Well, I got a letter in the mail from the IRS that said I hadn't paid my LL $800 a year LLC fee uh, in 2015 or something. It was like four years past. So I got this letter saying I was delinquent in paying this fee and there were fees and I needed to reach out to them immediately. And I freaked out for a couple reasons. One, I was like, well, if I didn't pay it this year, then I clearly didn't pay it any of these other years. So it was, I think it was four years um, that hadn't been paid. And so, you know, with thinking that LO, that LegalZoom was going to be notifying me whenever things were due or I needed to sign something. I just assumed that they would also tell me when I needed to pay that yearly LLC fee. And, um, and I hadn't been. And so I freaked out and immediately got on with the IRS. And uh, not only had I not been paying it and had all of the um, penalties for each year, but I also hadn't filed taxes on each of those LLCs. And, you know, I had prior to this point or prior to this moment happening, I had a lot of like pride. Like I paid my quarterly taxes. I was, you know, I had my business bank accounts. I thought I was doing everything right. And then when that happened, it was just like a huge slap in the face. And I felt like I had been taken advantage of. And I was really mad at well, first I was mad at LegalZoom. Then I was mad at my bookkeeper. Well, my, she's not my bookkeeper, but she's a woman who does our personal taxes every year for not noticing these things. And I was had a lot of anger around that. But then I realized I only had myself to blame. You know, when I looked through my LLC files, it did say that I was responsible for that $800 a year. And my tax person, you know, assumed that as a business owner, I would know that I needed to file those things. And so... Um, it was a really expensive mistake. And I, whenever I make mistakes like that, I refuse to let it happen again. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this fee, it's kind of, it's kind of like, so with your tax repair, the best way I can explain to it is like, when you take on a web design client, there's stuff that you're going to do and stuff that you're not going to do. And you Hopefully you talk about that at the outset, but I'm sure there are some things that maybe you forget to mention. And it's like when you hire a tax repairer, there's not always a clear delineation of exactly what they're responsible for and what you should be doing yourself. So clarification point for everyone though, the $800 annual LLC fee, that goes to the Franchise Tax Board. We call it the FTB in California, not the IRS. So easy mistake chassis, but that's probably who is sending you the letters. Yeah. And the FTB, this is good information because the FTB is kind of notorious for being actually much more diligent and strict than the IRS. Because here in California, we pay a lot of taxes. They want their money. So four years of $800, that would be 20, no, 3200 3, Quick math. Um, did you also owe interest and penalties on that? Yes, I owed interest and penalties on that. And I had to 
pay my tax person extra to file all the previous years that I hadn't filed. And so at this point in my business, I was just like, what am I doing? I thought I was, you know, I was profitable. Um, you know, I was making money, I was busy. And then this happened. And then I started to really pay attention to how much I was paying in quarterly taxes and then all these fees on top of this. And I, I, I mean, that year in my business, you know, was, I spent more in taxes than way more in taxes than I actually made. And, and so on top of that, I was like, is this an even viable business? You know, I, when I was doing my numbers, you know, nearly 50% of my income was going to taxes and that was not including all those fees. That's what I was paying to quarterly taxes at the time. So it just all compounded like in this really uh, messy pot of, what the fuck am I doing? I thought I was like a <laughs> successful entrepreneur and, and doing things right. And then I just got slapped over the face of like, Oh, just kidding. No, you're not. And I really questioned if I should even be in business anymore. And if I should just go get a regular job. Yeah. And this was, what, when was that like 2017, 18? That was the 2000, probably, uh, 2018, maybe towards the end. And, you know, you had, um, I, you had been on my radar, you know, I'd kind of had through a mutual friend had was introduced to you on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so fun. And, you know, I'm really about that niche and how important it is. And I just felt like you spoke in a way that really, um, appealed to me and you know we live in the same city and so I thought he knows California stuff and and we did a consultation specifically around all my fees and you kind of helped me understand what the hell was happening and then I just went and took care of it and cried over all those checks going into the mail. Yeah because I, rem I remember we did the consultation and then honestly I was kind of surprised when you join the program, because I figured, well, Chassie already has her LLC. She's kind of figured that all out. I helped her with her, like that. I, I say back taxes. You didn't, I like to call it yours. Really it's back fees. They're not really back taxes. Um, Cause you were up to date with the IRS in the state of California on your income tax. But what made you decide, oh, like, oh, I do need this program. What, like, what kind of triggered you wanting to join? Well, I had been for um, nearly five years running my business, my design business under my uh, nutrition LLC. And I, and I had, at that point, I had kind of closed those business accounts. And so I had almost gone backwards. I was running everything out of my personal checking accounts in PayPal. I was running, you know, people were writing me checks to my name. Like I had this LLC and a DBA, but I wasn't using it. And it just, I was like, okay, it's kind of time for me to start over. Um, once I need to see if my business is viable. And so to do that, I kind of need to start from scratch. So while I wasn't a brand new business owner, in a way I was treating myself like I was. Like, how am I going to start my business in a new way um, so that I do it legitly for real this time? And at that point I had consumed a lot of your content and started to really understand things a lot differently. And I thought, and I am, I need accountability. I'm not a go do it on my, do it on my own <laughs> kind of person. And so I love the idea of a small group program where we're kind of doing things together and 
having your hands held. So that's what I did. I wanted, oh, I wanted to really understand quarterly taxes and the percentages. Cause at that point I was still in my head spending 50% of my income in taxes. And I really wanted to know, is my business viable number one? And if it is, okay, let's start from scratch and doing the LLC, doing the DBA. And I had some other streams of income too. So I just, I kind of need, I need, not I kind of, I needed someone to help me just make sense of this big picture and organize it in a way so that I could know what was happening in my business from a legal and tax standpoint so that I can automate things, make things happen. And then I could focus my expertise on design, which is where I'm good. <laughs> yes. So lo love that. If any of you, so I just remembered if any of you have already bought my book, you may recognize Chassie because you have a couple cameos in there. Specifically, we did a case study on your quarterly taxes. So I think it's really interesting that that was a big, a big point for you to join the program. A lot of people know that they need to pay quarterly taxes, but most people aren't really interested in actually learning like how to calculate them and how it works. And newsflash everyone i teach a lot about that in the program because i think it's very important and we're actually going to be covering that in my boot camp that we have coming up next week so chassis i'm actually doing a free boot camp in my facebook group where everyone is going to basically learn what you learned in module one which will be super fun yeah so hopefully you found that <laughs> valuable because i know chassis you basically what happened with you is your um your household had several streams of income and your business was basically bearing the brunt of the taxes for all of that correct and so i yes and i you know what you had done a tax challenge at the beginning of the year a free tax challenge that i had signed up for and that helped me it just every little piece helped so i'm glad you're doing that boot camp and i highly recommend it for people to sign up but that is what i found out you know i i was so unknowledgeable about how quarterly taxes worked i thought the quarterly taxes were business so I didn't realize that they were paid through personal and that my business can, what you know, contribute that it all, it was all part of a bigger piece of the pie. And so, um, so yeah, it was, um, in fact, when I started paying stuff online instead of sending checks and I went to the FTB and paid online, I paid my um, estimated quarterly taxes to my business towards my business account instead of personal. So then that quarter, I actually had to pay it twice because I got a notice that I was late and I was like, I paid this, but I had paid it into my business account and not personal. And so it just, it was just a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, so you only, like you technically only have to pay quarterly taxes for a business when you are not a disregarded entity. So if you have an S corp, like once you have an S corp, if you have a partnership or if you have a corporation, that's very, very confusing. It's like these weird nuances that obviously people are not talking about it like business, like networking events and parties, but that's why, that's why we talk about it in the program. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Chassie, tell us about like how you have everything set up now. So what did you do in the program? Like give us a checklist. Well, I just, I went into the program with uh, the idea that I was going to be 100% vulnerable about where I was at um, personally and in my business with my taxes and my finances. That was, you know, it's such a, I think for me, for a lot of people, it was for me at the time, a little bit scary to be able to say, oh, I messed up and I'm, you know, I 
you know, didn't pay this and you know, these shoulds, I should have known these things. So I, I had some shame around that and like, and also sharing maybe where I was personally with my business. And so I went in part one, like, I'm just going to be completely vulnerable because I need to get this, you know, I need to get this organized. I need to know if my business is viable. So I went in wanting to know really what my, like how to figure out what my tax rate was, my effective tax um, bracket was and what that meant for my business. And, uh, and then also how to set up my cash flow policy, you know, so that everything was running smoothly and I understood expenses and profit. And I didn't think I needed that as much, but that was a huge takeaway from the program itself. So, um, okay. I feel like I'm going off topic. Remind me the question again. It's okay. I have, a, I have another question. We'll, we'll okay. get to the previous question. So what's interesting is I was, well, after I talk to people, like after the programs ended, I always get the sense, or at least people directly tell me that they always are embarrassed and they feel like they're going to be the biggest mess in the course. Like they always think there's going to be 30 students, like I'm going to be the biggest mess. But in reality, Chassie, did you feel that way at all once you got started? No, I didn't feel that way at all. And it was really helpful, like hugely helpful to be in a group of everybody who was experiencing similar and different things and that there was, you know, we were all in it together and there was a lot of support and guidance and I didn't feel like an idiot. In fact, I learned so much. And now, you know, I used to kind of lean on my husband as, you know, our kind of uh, finance guru. I mean, he has a master's in finance for his business MBA in finance. And so while we do stuff together, I just kind of let that be his thing. But now I'm in charge of all of that. And I feel much more knowledgeable in certain areas than he is. And he, and I feel, have a lot of pride around that. And his, I've been able to bring what I've learned in the program, not only to my business, but even into our personal, um, and you know, experience or expenses in business or so whatever money <laughs> what did you what did you learn in the course that you ended up having to educate him on him on um well the quarterly taxes part of it so we you know um this is you know i i don't know how unique my case is i mean i think everybody's got a different setup but you know um i am married and my husband has a had a regular w9 or W-2 job, right? And he also did freelance work and we had a rental income and I did freelance work. And I also had another, you know, I teach dance classes on the side. So I had a small other little stream. So um, of all of those things, we just kind of assumed that his W-2 work was, you know, what he was paying in for taxes was kind of covering his freelance work. And for some reason, we just didn't even consider the rental property. And so I, you know, once I learned everything that I did about the quarterly taxes and how that works in our tax bracket, which was a ton of math, but it was so interesting. Um, and uh, then I realized that I had been paying quarterly taxes for the entire household, for the rental property, for his freelance work. And, and while his, what he was paying into for the whole year helped, it really uh, made a huge difference in what my percentages were in my business. And I was able to figure out that my business was profitable, better than profitable, and that I'm not, I don't, not 50% of what I make goes to taxes. 
Yeah, I think I think your outcome was realizing that you actually already had a fairly healthy business. You just weren't like really looking at it the correct way. So once you kind of like pivoted the mindset, that was really helpful. What mm -hmm. I found, and I think what's really interesting, most people don't realize this, is I think I've had three or maybe four different people go through Unfuck Your Biz who've already had their own MBAs. And that surprises people because they think, oh, well, if you have business savvy, you don't need this. And that's not the case at all. I have a law degree, I have a master's in tax, and I still like learned how to do all this manually on my own. Of course, I know how to read the tax code, so it's easier for me to do the research, but they don't teach this in business school, they don't teach it in accounting programs, they don't teach it in law school. So you really have to learn it on your own. And this is why I like to keep teach these concepts very conceptually, because I want people to understand like, oh, if I made an investment into a rental property, this is how this is going to affect my quarterly taxes and the business. And this is how this all works together. So we were kind of talking about how you felt in the program and Chassie, you were kind of coming in with a different angle, wanting to learn the tax stuff, get your franchise taxes in order. A lot of other people who join the program, many of them have back taxes to the IRS. Some of them want more help with their contracts. Some want to form their LLC for the first time and everyone's kind of in different areas. So was that like, what was kind of your expectation with regard to like where people would be in their business when you joined? You know, I put you on the spot. I, I didn't, I actually didn't think a whole lot about what other people might be needing in the program. I just was so the quarterly taxes thing was such a, a big source of pain in my business that that was my main goal. And then on top of it, I dissolved my old LLC and I did a new one. And I also created a DBA. I also updated my contracts. Like these are things I had, I already kind of had in place, but doing it with the program together, you know, it was hugely beneficial for me because I realized that my contract, you know, while solid needed some really great, um, you know, updates that, you know, when I went into the program, I was like, ah. Oh, you know, I don't need contracts. And I think a lot of people may have needed that going in, but then it was a huge benefit for me. Um, you know, doing the LLC party was so fun. And, you know, what was, who doesn't love to save money? And so because I had spent so much money doing the LLC the first time around, it just was like, I think when we did the filing party, it cost me $80. <laughs> Yeah, that's and the state filing fee. So what we do is I call it the LLC filing party and everyone who's going to file their LLC, which is usually over half of the students in the program, we do a live Zoom call and everyone like literally files it on their own computer while we're live. And then they just ask me questions that they're like, oh, Braden, it's asking me to choose one of these four options in this drop down menu. I don't know what these mean. I just tell you like what to select. So that's super fun. People love that. Did you end up electing S? corp status on your LLC? No. In fact, um, that was something going into it. I thought, oh, I wonder if my business will qualify as an S corp this year. And so that was something that I was interested in learning about going into the program. But then having gone through the the process to figure out if you, you know, are S corp qualified or not, I made the decision not to this year. You know, COVID kind of changed things for a lot of people. And and while my, my business has been great this year, because I, I just, it wasn't the best decision for me this year, yeah. but I'm, I'm looking to doing it next year. I think next year is going to um, um, be the time that I do it. And I'm not overwhelmed because now I know what 
needs to be done to make an S corp, how it benefits me and what are the extra things that need to happen if I do file that and extra pieces. Yeah. So I'm assuming you probably filled out all of, I call it the business entity decision guide in the course textbook. You probably filled that out. And then we have an S corp guide. You basically put in all your numbers and calculate whether you would benefit from the S corp. Cause yeah. I know you're pretty good about doing all your homework. So you filled those yeah. out. Yes. I Okay. <laughs> Answer. So this is another random question. Um, the textbook, so when you took the course, our course textbook was 330 pages, although not to scare everyone, it is like 14 point font. So I didn't <laughs> want everyone's eyes to get tired reading like normal book font. Did you find the textbook overwhelming or did you just like, how, how did that go? Um, no, I liked it. It took a little, you know, look, as a creative, you know. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, Brayden, this is a lot of math. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, yeah, I mean, it just, it was, it's heady, right? It's a lot of like, it's, it's work that I don't do regularly, you know, the math and the taxes and the, all of those different words, like it's enough to make your eyes cross and your head spin. And so while it was a lot of content, it was broken out in a way that was really easy to digest. And, you know, your little nuances, like, you know, you know, how you say, you know, yes, queen, keep going, like just little things like that, you know, it gives you a little chuckle and makes it fun to read. And so I think that paired with the videos in the, um, you know, in our online portal, they just worked really well together. Um, and I, I really loved it. And I went into this going, okay, I'm not, not going to do this on my own because it is so overwhelming. It makes my eyes cross and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, this will take me five years to get done on my own if I try to do it myself. Actually, it just would never get done. And so I knew that having the accountability and having this stuff set in place, I was just so focused on, you know, getting through it. And, you know, if there were things that were overwhelming, having our calls allowed, I mean, like, I came with questions and I listened to other people's questions and it just was felt very, I felt very supported. Good. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the goal. When, when you were in the program, we did two, we did zoom calls twice a week for an hour. A lot of them ran long. People don't have to come to all of them. You just come to the ones you need to this time around, we're going to do Facebook lives as well. So there's going to be even more, which will be kind of crazy. The one big takeaway I had from your cohort was after our first quarterly tax call, I ended up doing that uh, calculate like that automated calculation worksheet and Google Sheets. And then the next round, we're going to have a lot more of those. So what I tell people to do is first go through the math problems in the textbook, and then you're going to manually calculate like your own quarterly taxes. And then you're going to double check the math by entering your numbers into a spreadsheet where I kind of do the formulations for you. I know a lot of people will probably skip the manual step at the end of the day. They can do that if they want to. Um, I'm a big believer that you like get out what you put in. So if you take yeah. the time to try to really learn it, it will help you. But if you decide, I don't really want to learn all these concepts, I just want Braden to tell me how much I should be saving. Now we'll have, sp have spreadsheets to help with that too. Yeah. You know, doing the work myself and doing it like that, trying to do it first and then doing it together helped me really understand it. It's like doing really intricate word problems in like a math class or something. And so next year, my, our, I'm, our tax, um, what we pay our percentage of taxes is going to change because my husband quit his job this year or just like a month ago. So I'm very excited for him, but that means that our, you know, our percentages are going to change. And now I have the tools 
to be able to go through and figure out what that is so that we're making sure that we are saving, you know, putting aside the right money and right amount of money. And, you know, so I doing it while it was a little bit painful at the time. And I, and I was just like, ah, you know, having, if I didn't, we didn't have you or the, uh, you know, the, the fancy Google sheet that, you know, put every, all the math together. I would have never known that on my own and living in California, you just kind of assume, you know, I what didn't grow up here. So I came here, oh, everyone says taxes are so high. And so I just kind of assumed that, okay, well, I guess this is what it costs to live here. And that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, very, very true. So that's a perfect segue into my call to action here at the end of the podcast. But before I give that, Chassie, how should people connect with you? What's the best place that they can go to follow you if they want to hang out, chit chat and be friends? Oh, that's a great question. So um, I am a email person. So you can email me at chassis at chassisbelldesign.com. Um, you can, that is also my website, chassisbelldesign.com. And I am currently taking a sabbatical from social media after having read a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And it is, uh, I'm just kind of putting those into play now. So that's the best nice. way to get over me. That could Love change. That. Well I know, I know that we're both like big self-development and business book junkies. So we can talk about that on our next call. You're going to, you guys are going to be getting your new assigned text pretty soon too. In our alumni membership, we do book club. So transitioning from all of our chat about quarterly taxes, I mentioned the boot camp, but kind of your gateway to get into the boot camp is the new quiz that I just created and released. So this podcast episode comes out on October 21st. So two days ago, I released my new quiz, which is called What's Your Legal and Taxonality? I try to make it fun. Sometimes it's hard, guys. Sometimes it's a stretch, but I try to come up with a fun name. But it takes about three minutes. It's less than 10 questions. And it's going to tell you what kind of creative you are and what the next best step is to get your legal and tax shit legit in your business. After you take the quiz, if you are taking it relatively in short order after this podcast comes out, you'll get an invitation into the boot camp. And like I mentioned, in this boot camp, I'm going to be walking you through essentially module one out of five of my Unfuck Your Biz signature program. And you're going to be going through all of those exercises that Chassie did when she took the program. So it's kind of like a precursor for you to sample what the full program is like. Totally free. Everyone can join. So to do that, go to www.bradendrake.com forward slash quiz take the quiz, get your result, and then join us in the Facebook group for the bootcamp. So that's all for this episode. Hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. I will be back in your podcast app tomorrow, and I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. Have a good one.